Do you think these platforms were designed to be intentionally toxic? If you could create your own platform, what would it look like? You feel authenticity is the way out of that? Where are we going with this? What's the what's the outcome? We know as I'm a human being, are you? Or are you a human doer? Wow, man. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. First, Breathing in the... This, so this is... Yeah, so you say you don't sauna too much. You sit in the sun. I just don't have a place to sauna. They have them at... at like, I was a member at a gym that had it. But I just never wanted to go in there when it was time to go in there. Because it was like, oh, I'm going to change out of my clothes or whatever. Mm. Just like dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I feel you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you sweating a little bit already? Hi, am I? Can you see it? A little bit. Oh, okay. I'm going to be drenched by the thing. You're already drenched. There's like a (laughs) sweat bead rolling down your chest. You know, my dad has this thing like hyperhidrosis or something like that. Oh, where you just sweat so much? Sweats a lot. And I think I inherited it. Yeah. That's good though. So here we go. Sweat is good. Detox. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Some people get Botox in their armpits to not sweat so much. Hmm. Apparently it stops the sweat. Oh, interesting. I used to get Botox in my face to not age as much. Yeah. But I really looked into what it is. And I was like, wow, this like causes brain damage. Does it really? Yes. What is Botox? What is that? I forget what it stands for. It's like botulism toxin or something. Botulism can't be the right word. It's something toxin, but it's it's supposed to, uh, it's for wrinkles, right? Mm. But what it does is it paralyzes the muscles in your face. So you're not moving the muscles in your face. And thus like you see other wrinkles when you raise or like. It just makes it so you can't move your face, mm. basically. Mm. Yeah. For beauty. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Someone's beauty. Some some definition of beauty. Yeah. When we met for mm. the first time, I always I, it's really stuck in my I don't even know if you remember. It might have just been like another day for you. But for me, just to tell everybody when we met the first time, I mean, I had already known about you and your mm. content. Mm. But when we met the first time, I was going to an event. You thought I wouldn't remember this? I don't know. You know. I don't what the know. hell? <laughs> Some people they just you know. <laughs> of course I remember. It's so weird that you thought I wouldn't. It was also so specific. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, it was like a, it was an African themed event. And so I got in this custom like outfit, like a suit jacket, some pants. But the pants, I think they were a little, little big or something. I don't think you were wearing a shirt. I was wearing a jacket. It was a shirt. It was a jacket, but no shirt underneath. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't Beyonce there? Beyonce, Jay-Z. It was like this huge event. Yeah. And you were, I don't know if we even talk about it. You were dating uh, I was dating a, a guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we connected and you were just so, just compassionate and wanted to help me so that I get to this event in a, you know, in a... Well, your pants a, didn't fit. What did yeah, you they want Yeah, they didn't fit. And yeah. I think you sold them or something. You yeah, did, you we stopped some... at a gas station and got like a little sew kit. Yeah. Which I couldn't do much with. And you were wearing them. Yeah. So we were in the parking lot and I was like trying to like cinch it to do a dart. And I was like, this is the best I can do. Yeah. And I was like, just don't move that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. And it made it to the end of the night. It made it to the end of the but night. But broke right at the end. And I was like the best dress there. <laughs> so I always remember Okay, turn that. up. Like, yeah. Jay-Z's there. But... Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, maybe. Yeah. Did was... you see at the Grammys, I just saw this clip where, like, it showed Jay-Z and Beyonce, and he went to cheers her, and then she was like, no, and he was just like... like he was, like, so that. embarrassed. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Do you believe in the Illuminati theories? The Illuminati. You know, I used to be obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, with I... them specifically, though, or... Oh, okay. So that's different, right? So my version of the Illuminati was, like, the government... 
before the government, right? Like they're above the government and they control everything. And I feel like celebrities and stuff, I don't know if they're powerful enough to get in the club. Maybe. Celebrities? Yeah, yeah like no, Beyonce dude, Absolutely. Jay-Z. Are you kidding? Celebrities are the controllers. Like, think about it. Like, who are you listening to? Are you listening to what, like, the representatives and Senate pe- senators are saying? Mm. Or are you listening to what your favorite celebrity is yeah. saying? But it's they're not puppets. The, it's not the representatives and senators. They're not even at the level. Like, the level that I'm talking about is, like, the behind the curtain. That's Satan. <laughs> that's something. That's something. Yeah, that's something. You know what's wild about spirituality is the bad guys believe it so much more than the mm. good guys. And so they utilize it so mm. much more than the good guys. Mm. Like, there's people out here, like, doing spells and, like, mm. rituals with, like, children and, like, blood baths and yeah. all this stuff. And yeah. then... Like, the good guys are just like, this stuff's not real. Yeah. Which is great for them. And that's what they did through media and television and propaganda mm. is they, like, show it on TV as, like, oh, like, this witch or, mm. oh, these demons. And mm. they made it. So it's like, oh, no, that's a work of fiction. Mm. But all of those works of fiction are actually based some on something real. Mm. And they removed it so far. Mm. I have a theory. What's your theory? I think that all stories that have ever been written, I'm talking, like, fairy tales, uh dragons like all of this stuff Mm. all of those things happened at a different point in time like maybe even before the creation of our human race right Mm. like before us or maybe in between somewhere like before the flood of genesis like Mm. all these things Mm. what if there were dragons and Mm. princesses and all these things Mm. i don't believe that it just came out of nowhere like Mm. all these cultures talk about dragons Mm. and there were no dragons like Mm. no come on (laughs) there's something there wow That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is this is why I got my degree in anthropology. So a lot of people don't know I went to school and I studied anthropology, which is the study of human culture mm-hmm. across time and space, because I was fascinated with where we come from. Mm-hmm. And also people don't know that. So the name Prince EA comes from Sumerian mythology. So Sumer was the first, so they said the first civilization known to man 6,000 years ago. They had the first written language. They created the wheel. They had the first uh, political systems, agriculture. Like they were. They had a lot of firsts, right? Mm. And if you would have asked one of the Sumerian people, how did you know all that? How did you have all of this technology, this understanding right out of the Stone Age? And they would have said, well, we didn't create any of this. We got it from our living gods. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, back in the day, I was like, living gods? What are you, what are you talking about? Living gods? What is that? And they, they talked about this, these figures, these characters called the Nephilim. I think in the, in the Bible it's well, called Nephilim the— Nephilim are a type of angels, I believe. The Anunnaki. Yeah. The yeah. Neph, right. So the yeah. Nephilim, those who from heaven come down, the, mm-hmm. those who gave them this, this knowledge. And apparently a lot of our stories are based on— these angels, these 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 creatures that gave us this knowledge because a lot of the, the stories in the Bible come from Sumer, like the flood story comes from Mesopotamia, the, the epic of Gilgamesh, I think is what it's called. I feel like a lot of cultures have their own version of the flood story, mm. of the flood of Genesis, which is why I believe with full confidence that it actually happened. That a flood happened. Because everybody has their own story. Yeah. But if you read the Bible, it actually says, it acknowledges the existence of other gods. Mm. And it says, you shall not have gods before me no strange gods before me. I am the Lord, your God. Like, it mm. makes it really clear. Mm. And then I always, like, I, I read very, like, thoroughly and carefully. So, like, uh, are you familiar with Cain and Abel? 
Yeah. Of so basically, Cain kills Abel, right? Yeah. So then Cain is exiled to the land of Nod. And when he's talking to God, he's like, okay, but um, I'm scared because the other people are going to find out what I did and they're, they're going to kill me. He's like, no, I'm going to put a mark on you. And everybody knows not to kill Cain. Mm. So it's like, well, who are those other people? Mm. Because Cain and Abel were the first children of Adam and Eve. Mm. So who are all these people who might kill Cain? Mm. Which I don't know the answer to that. Interesting. Like maybe there's other kids. That, like I, we don't know. Mm. But when I think about it in terms of like, other civilizations and like yeah. God had a chosen people, yeah, yeah, yeah. which means there were other people. Yeah. And then I, do you know the book of Enoch? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was like removed from the Bible, mm. but like what all happened in that time yeah. where God was like, I got to wipe these people out. Like it's that bad. Yeah. And I like this part where like when I first read it, God says like, I'm basically going to blot out everything that I've done. I'm sorry that I made them. Mm. It's like, wow, like God's sorry that he made us. And then I heard somebody else talking about it and they said like, no, he's like genuinely remorseful mm. because he sees how much pain and suffering is happening. Mm. He's like, look what I, basically look what I've created. I'm sorry that I've like done mm. this to you guys. Mm. Wipes them out, starts over with Noah. Mm. This one part that I just uh, have been thinking about a lot lately is when, you know, how he almost wiped us out again. Mm-hmm. Do you know this where he was talking to Moses? And he was like, so basically Moses brings the people out of Egypt. And he's like, try, like God does all these miracles. And he's like, saves the people of Egypt, right? And he's like, uh, just believe me. And they're like, we're thirsty. And we're like, okay, well, here's water like pouring out of the rocks. And like, mm. we're hungry. And there's literally like bread falling from the sky. Mm. And he just shows them all these miracles. And the people are still just like not getting it. Mm. So by before he could even get the Ten Commandments down, Mount Sinai, mm. the Egyptians had already built a false god and were worshiping it. Mm. So then <laughs> Moses goes back up the hill and he's like, yo, God, we're so sorry, like whatever. And then God was like, I'm going to wipe you all out again. Like, I'm going to burn you all. And then Moses says to God, like, Lord, repent of this evil. Mm. Are you kidding me? And then God was like, you're right. And he repented. Mm. It's like, damn, like we almost got wiped out again. Yeah. <laughs> and God saved us by like the goodness of just him. Wow. Yeah. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> wow. And now here we are. We still suck. We're here- so bad. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, you know. And, and I mean, I think we all have that redemption in us as well, you know. Um, yeah. For you, I know you. your story, You've you've been in the space of social media, of creation. You wear many hats. You're a poet, a singer, a dancer, an art, like so many different things. It's this beautiful being Thank here to, to create. And I think creativity is that divine energy. Mm-hmm. And you, you really embody that. Um, I want to ask you, so we, before we, we started talking, we, we spoke about the, the platforms and how you've, I think you deleted your... Deleted everything. Deleted all your I'm trying to work up the strength to actually delete. Okay. But I can't figure out if that's what I'm supposed to do or not. Specifically TikTok. Mm. Because I feel like TikTok is just like the cesspool, the worst of the worst. (laughs) So let me ask you this. Do you think these platforms were designed to be intentionally toxic? Or is it something that once people get on them, the toxicity is is from us. I mean, it's definitely us, but I think that certain platforms, I think specifically TikTok, mm. and you never know the intention of a creator or like the intention of what was behind it. It's just about where is it going and what is being allowed, I think is more so mm. it. Whereas like so much stuff is being pushed on TikTok mm. that realistically could be controlled better. Like, or But it really is just up to us wanting to consume basically trash. Yeah. Because what it did, and I feel like 
Andy Warhol kind of like predicted this where he was like, everybody's going to have their 15 minutes of fame. Hmm. And also in the Bible, it says something like they'll be so foolish, they'll idolize themselves. Like they'll make themselves Hmm. gods. And now what are we doing? We're looking at our cell phone selfie Hmm. camera instead of mirrors. Like we're not spending any time in the mirror. We're just looking at ourselves. We're performing. So everything we do, every moment that we should just be sitting and really reflecting. I think there's a lot of power in sitting in front of the mirror, especially just like naked, like you in the mirror, looking at yourself, really working on your alignment. Mm. Like, Mm. wow, like my hips are kind of crooked. Wow. Mm. My arms are literally built different Mm. from holding my phone, Mm. stretching, enjoying it. And like Mm. enjoying the body, the vessel (laughs) that you were given. Mm. Like if you spend a lot of naked time just in front of the mirror with yourself, Mm. you get to know yourself, Mm. a lot of time to think. You start Mm. actually appreciating your body in a way where you want to take care of it and stretch and work out and be a healthier version of yourself but now it's just like well no let me perform instead so now like the selfie camera is a mirror and it's like you never have this time to just be by yourself you said something i saw in the tiktok you said the selfie camera was different from the mirror is Mm -hmm. this same Going same idea. Out. Yeah. It was just like, well, you see yourself, right? Yeah. But it's like, are you seeing yourself and spending time with yourself? Mm. Or are you doing it for others? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And then you like kind of get a warped view of yourself too. Mm. Not only are you like the longer you look at yourself scientifically mm. you start to see yourself differently it starts morphing mm. but also like you're looking at a backwards version of yourself because mm. the selfie camera is flipped mm. you're also like seeing maybe like a different angle of yourself where mm. if it's like depending on the lens length like mm. you it's just such a distorted view of reality and mm. we're not spending enough time alone mm. because there's always this idea that what you film is going to be seen by other people so who's authentic anymore Wow. Sitting naked in front of the mirror, whole different, yeah, <laughs> whole different deal. Bare, everything yeah. is there. Wow. I think that the they say that the eyes are the window to the soul, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe there's so much truth to so many things that they've passed down, but they've watered down language so much that words actually don't mean anything. <laughs> I think a great example is like when we look at banks, right? Because like banks and money is the root of all ing- mm. uh, evil. Mm. So it's like. We used to have values. And now it's like, what's the value? Yeah, yeah. We used to have trust. Yeah. And now it's like these trusts. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. used to build bonds. We don't have to buy bonds. Mm. It's like all these things where they're like, well, mm. think about these words instead. Mm. And now we're like, we're thinking less about value mm. and trust. You know what I mean? Mm. You're, you're talking about linguistics. It's all linguistics because yeah. they, they wanted to confuse our language. And wow. back to the Bible, like God literally scattered our language and confused our language when huh. we started getting too tough. Huh. And then that's, I think it's in Genesis where they tried to build a tower. Yeah, tower so of Babel. Yeah, and he was. Mm. That's why they say like you're babbling yeah, when you're a baby. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Do you? Do you? Is there any platform you prefer? Um, I think that Instagram is the most like quick and efficient for short term because I was a Viner, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I liked yeah. making short term co- yeah, yeah. or form content. I don't love the like UI of it as much. Like mm-hmm. TikTok's UI is the best. Mm-hmm. I feel like cuz you can just like if you want to shoot a dance video it's in it, but like mm-hmm. Instagram has sort of a lag and like the editing is kind of tough. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the most algorithmically at least mm-hmm. easy to find and create your explore page okay. and has a definitely oh, a different audience towards art. Okay. For sure. Let me ask you this. This might be a tough question. You might need to take some days to figure it out. But <laughs> if you could create your own platform, what would it look like? Oh, I wouldn't even. <laughs> or, okay, what would be the ideal platform for you to be on? I don't think any of us were meant to be on a platform in that way. Mm. I don't think that any of us were meant to be like famous. I don't mm. think any of us were supposed to have followers. Wow. I don't think any of us were supposed to idolize ourselves in that way. Because wow. not only are we idolizing ourselves, but we're making ourselves false idols. Like if you're following me and 
you're copying me. Like every moment you're looking at me and listening to me, you're not talking to God. You're not listening to God. You know what I mean? Mm. There's like a difference. We obviously like we're supposed to teach and grow yeah, and have yeah. fun and have yeah, joy yeah. and all these things. There's a balance, right? You can be a, a, a mentor, um, yeah. a guide. But when you start getting into, oh, I love you, I love you, you know, like, yeah, it's dangerous grounds. Yeah. When it comes to being famous, mm. like, what's your intention? Mm. Like, even sometimes if I'm watching, like, a sermon or a spiritual con- uh, podcast or something, mm. and then, like, right before they get into the important part, by the way, I just dropped new merch. And I'm like, come on. You know what I mean? Like, but it's okay to have merch. And, like, we are mm. supposed to, you know, work and make mm. something that's valuable. But mm. I think there's just a, a fine line. Like, mm. I just went to um, a church I'd never been to with a friend yesterday. And I was just like, oh, wow, this is, bro, this is demonic. And it's, like, one of the biggest churches in L.A. And I'm like, mm. this is just this person. Mm. Half of the sermon was him selling himself. Yeah. And, like, making himself, mm. like, the focus of it. And throwing, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. It's just, you can get so lost. Mm, and if you're, ego. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, wow, yeah. Um, I tell people all the time, you know, the word church only means one or more people in relation to to the divine. Mm-hmm. It got attributed to a building later. Yeah, exactly that. The church is the people. Mm. All of us together are mm. the church. Mm. And then the building the is supposed to be a part of the community. So we are the church. Mm. When you talk about the church, mm-hmm. it is us. Mm. And then people are like, oh, but our institution. Mm. And they're all wrong. Like, lately I've been, like, trying to find, like, okay, so what? where do I belong in this? I know what I yeah. believe. I believe the living word of God. Mm. I believe the Bible. Mm. But, like, where does that leave me in an actual institution? And they're all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I've yet to find one that doesn't have at least one key factor, like, mm. mortally incorrect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I want to play a game with you. Fun. Quick game. Quick game. I'm in social. I've been doing it for so long. You've been doing social for so long. Um, there's this thing that happens a lot. It's called imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to read to you some some statements from people, and I want you to guess who they might be. Right? Are they influencers? They're, they're, they're based on they're they're celebrities, so okay. you know them. Okay. For sure, they're not okay. influencers. They're like you know. <laughs> Top okay. Eight, eight, you know. Okay. Okay. Why would anyone want to see me again in a movie? I don't know how to act anyway. <sighs> Who would want to see me in a movie? Is it Jennifer Lawrence? Mm, Meryl Streep. Wow. She's one of the best actresses of all time. All time. Yeah, wow. Mm, here's the next one. I still feel sometimes that I'd like to be as good as so-and-so actor. Uh-huh. I see some actors work and I'll never get there. I wish I could. Leonardo DiCaprio. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, best actor of all time. (laughs) I love Tom Hanks. He's so good. Here's the last one. The Terminal dude? Come on. (laughs) Oh, great film. Here's the last one. I've written 11 books, but each time I think, uh uh-oh, they're going to find out now. I've run a game on everybody, and they're going to find me out. What do you think he said? J.K. Rowling. Maya Angelou. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, I want to ask you, do you face imposter syndrome or have you faced it? And if so, what advice would you give to people who are dealing with that? Dude, yes, absolutely. Now that I look back and I'm like, oh, was it imposter syndrome or was it actually something inside of me saying that you actually don't deserve this because Mm. you are not the person you think you are Mm. (laughs) kind of thing? But um, yeah, I think especially 
maybe like two or three years ago when I felt like I was kind of being uplifted and not knowing where I was supposed to go next, mm. I still didn't feel any semblance of success. And I had mm. to keep reminding myself, like, you've done all of these things. You've accumulated all of these things. What is it that's going to actually make you feel mm. okay? And it was mm. because everything that I had accumulated, I didn't feel like I deserved. It's like, mm. oh, I placed here on this chart, but it's only because like I had YouTube followers. And it's like, oh, I placed mm. here on this list, but it's only because I had YouTube followers. And it's like, well, why did I get those YouTube followers? Mm. But then I'm like, well, I didn't deserve it because there's so many people who are like, oh, it's just like dumb kids who are mm. following you, which, you know, there's some validity to that. Mm. Like, mm. not that they're dumb, mm. but like it's easy to grab an impressionable mm. audience, mm. especially if you're like loud enough or different mm. enough or quirky enough or whatever. Mm. So, yeah, I definitely faced it. I think the advice would be as long as you're working for something that genuinely matters wow. and try to not lead with yourself mm. and your fame and your mm. glory, mm. then there is no imposter syndrome. Because mm. it's like, who are you working for? Yourself? You're going to die. So like, mm. why are you working for yourself? Mm. That's it. I yeah. feel the same way. Uh -huh. I think it's, it's really about disappearing into the act. Yeah. Into the service. Mm -hmm. um, because, yeah, we all, this body is temporary. We're, nobody's going to remember us in 100 years, 200 mm -hmm. years. But when you can kind of disappear into the act um, and realize it's not about you, it's, it's to serve them, mm -hmm. it's to help uplift, mm -hmm. that it, that helped me. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I think from the ego point, because that's, that's the spirit, that's the being side. From the ego side, which I think is also important, make a list of your accomplishments mm -hmm. and read them. Mm -hmm. Because it's so easy for the mind to go negative, like, oh, I've never done anything, I can't do. But when you see that list in the morning, yeah, I've actually, I've actually, you know, I've done this, I've, I've achieved that. It could be anything. I tell people, write a list of 10 things you've accomplished and look at them every mm -hmm. day. That can really because a lot of people, I'm all I'm into spirituality and I'm about um, you know, dissolving the ego. But I think before we can dissolve the ego, some people might need an ego boost. Mm -hmm. They might need to be get a confidence boost in who they are. I think confidence is a better word for it because ego mm -hmm. is inherently, I feel like, destructive mm -hmm. no matter like where you slice it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also like, what are your accomplishments that you're writing down? Because is it like, oh, I got these grades or I got this award or whatever mm -hmm. it is? Or mm -hmm. is it like wow, like my family has this generational curse, like mm. like hoarding or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And it's like, I broke that. It's mm -hmm. like, I woke up today and like, I spent a long time organizing this space. Mm. And like, that's a really big mm. accomplishment. Mm. So I think it's about that. You the know what deep, I mean? The deep stuff. Yeah, redefine yeah. success. What is success to you? Is it money? Yeah. Is it fame? At what point does that end? Is it a certain award you think you're going to get and all of a yeah. sudden it's going to feel better? Because probably not. Huh. It's going to be like, are you happy? It wow. sounds so corny, but like as somebody who had and I mean, still can manage a lot. You know what I mean? Mm. That's not where the happiness comes from. <laughs> the happiness came from when I was like, oh, this isn't actually at all what I want. I don't mm. want the attention of all these people. I actually mm. really prefer privacy and alone time. I don't like hustle culture. I don't like the mm. grind. It's bad for you. Wow. It's really poisonous, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. How are you feeling? I feel good. It's a you little hot. Good? It's a little warm. It's a little all warm. right, let's, let's step out. We'll, mm. we'll get some air. I'm sweating up a storm over here. You're wildly sweaty. Yeah, you know, I, I told you, man. My dad gave me this jean. <laughs> and I just, you know, here I am. What you were saying earlier, I think when you get to it, you, you said you get grounded so much. Yeah. And I think when you get to a place where you are grounded, you're just untouched by things. Like, I've tried to come to a point in my life where I can say thank you to whatever, whatever happens. Mm -hmm. You know, they say if a dog is chasing, you call for it. Come here, come here. Wow. So it's like... Every Somebody gets their face eaten off immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you fear, the the 
the negativity, the the evil, the deep, whatever it is, mm-hmm. if you could just give it a hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you start looking at life as like nothing's really good or bad in terms mm. of experience mm. and it's all lessons. Mm. So if you think about like your creator as a dad, right? It's like, think about like the way a parent would raise you. You have all these rules that you don't necessarily understand. Mm. And at the time it feels like you're being punished, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you're not. It's like, oh, you wanted, you prayed for strength. Mm. Let me give you a situation that's yeah. going to make you strong. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Huh. And when you realize it's all perfect too, mm. like if you really have the faith that every single aspect of your life every little detail Mm. was perfectly designed Mm. for you Mm. you start looking at stuff differently like why did that happen Mm. and you start uh, humbling yourself Mm. too because you're like okay something about this like my life's not going good right now Mm. where am i wrong Mm. oh i'm not Mm. as generous as i should be oh i haven't been as grateful as i should be i've Mm. been complaining a lot i've been like squabbling over dumb things and then all of a sudden when you start addressing those things you'll start feeling like that grace over you again and Mm. like the the weight will start to lift Mm. and then you remember oh this is like a fraction of my life Mm. like this is such an a small piece of my soul's existence Mm. that it doesn't matter Mm. like what's going to happen to me Mm. you know Mm. that mindset that all is well and unfolding as it should which i like to say you said it's everything is perfect is is very rare especially in kind of the industry that, that we come from, when I meet people, um, they're much different than they are on camera. Hmm. On camera, a lot of influencers are like, hey, you two, hey, how you doing? It's a great day. And then you meet them behind the scenes and their energy is just miserable. Hmm. It's just off. Yeah. Do you have experience with that? Yeah. And I think that I was that probably. Mm. No, not quite like that. Like, I think I was always a little bit more cognizant than that. Mm. But it could just comes from a place of A, hustle culture. Mm. B, not being authentic to yourself because you never gave yourself time to be authentic to yourself. Mm. And just this idea of like that constant, look at me, look at me, look at me. I have to mm. be this person that's likable. Mm. Whereas realistically, like in real life, it's actually more likable to be a little bit more chill. You know what I mean? <laughs> like imagine that personality on camera, but that's mm. exhausting mm. to hold that up all the time where you're like, because yeah. I was that person like, hey guys, you're never going to believe what's happened. Da, 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 yeah. da, da. And it's like so much energy and it's mm. just not <laughs> natural. So you you feel authenticity is the way out of that? Humility and authenticity yeah. and realizing that like you're a servant not to be served. Mm. I think changes a lot too. Mm, that's beautiful. Well said. And this whole idea of you have to be, you have to be perfect. Not everything is perfect, but you have to get everything right and look mm-hmm. exactly shapely and all this. It is toxic. It's abusive. Su- yeah, yeah, yeah. Self abusive um, and unhealthy. It seems like it's a it's a cultural thing, and it's unfair. I think I believe in artistic integrity, mm-hmm. and I come from. The hip hop world, and I know you're you're a big hip hop fan too. Mm. And when I listen to certain certain rappers speak about drugs, one side of it, the glorification of it, and they don't talk about how these drugs destroyed their communities mm-hmm. or how their best friend got addicted uh-huh. and is in rehab. Yeah, is that artistic integrity? It's better to show show the whole story, tell the whole yeah. story. Right? As an artist. Yeah. How do you feel about that? It's honesty, but it's also like, where's your messaging? Mm. Like if you were in the drug trade or you were taking drugs, like, are you talking about it in a way where it's like, pop the molly, I'm sweating? Or are you talking about it in the way of like, this is what this has done? You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's not bringing any actual truth or help. And I feel like nobody cares about the messaging at all of music anymore. Mm. And I feel like the more and more I see it, I'm like, 
we're literally degenerates. Like this is so bad at this point. Like there is, there's no level of like modesty or decency. Hmm. Like I know, like <laughs> mm. sounds so wild, but like mm. there's really not. Mm. Like I look at some of the even just cover art <laughs> for singles. Mm. And I'm like, this is literally porn by definition. Wow. Like this is porn, dude. Like hmm. how are you putting this out there? And hmm. like, can you rap, especially female rappers? Hmm. Like it's the only thing that they can speak about is sex hmm. because that's all that people are listening to. Hmm. But like, let me hear one of these talented females say something real. Mm. Let's talk about like women's issues mm. instead of talking about like how much sex you're having mm. because like little girls don't need to be hearing that. And mm. like, oh, well, I'm not a role model. Yes, you are. Mm. Period. Mm. Whether you're famous or not, mm. you are a role model. Mm. As a woman who's an adult, mm. you are a role model. If you're five years old and you have a sister who's two years old, mm. you are a role model. If you're an aunt, you're a, mo you're a role model, like mm. no matter what. Mm. And we just don't care, I mm. feel like. So you think that the solution to this is for the artists or really everybody to recognize that they do indeed have influence. Everyone has influence. Yeah. You know, somebody would say, no, oh, it's not the artist's fault. It's the, the record label. Mm -hmm. they're, they're pushing this. They're selecting artists to talk about this. So they actually need to change. But you're saying that maybe it's everybody. We all need to It's everybody. Up. It's just like, like everybody's victims of it. Mm -hmm. Like the female rappers who are rapping those things, they're victims of it too. Mm -hmm. It's not like they came out of the gates and they're like, I want to fuck up a bunch of young girls' minds. Mm. No, their minds were fucked up too. Mm. <laughs> All of our minds mm. are fucked up because we're just mm. constantly being inundated with sex. Mm. Like the way that the government controls us mm. is by hyper-sexualizing us as at a young age. They're amping up our sex drive. Literally our hormones are completely like blinding our judgment. Mm. We're selling the thing that is the most instantly gratifying, mm. which is sex. And mm. like our entire lives are changing. Like that's why we see little girls on TikTok who it's like, that's not what I looked like when I was 13. Mm. Exactly. Because like, it was like this slow progression. I feel like it started with Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, like that group of pop stars and maybe Madonna, like to some degree. I think pop music in general was when it was just like, how far can we push this envelope? Like if mm. you remember when Britney first came out, like mm. just her taking off her suit and her hat and revealing like a nude colored outfit underneath, everybody was like, this is so scandalous. Mm. And I was like, we're literally the VMAs and girls are like in thongs. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> Maybe mm. I just sound like a boomer, but like. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, I think it's an objective fact. It's what happened. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Where are we going with this? What's the, what's the outcome? Who knows? Honestly, like, is there going to be a place where the pendulum is going to swing? Hmm. I do think so. I think it's going to start with like one topic. Hmm. And then once people start really start fighting against that topic, it's going to swing the other way. Like, I feel like, Everything we do, not just in America, but I feel like people in general, mm. people want to pick a team. And mm. usually it's pretty binary. Like, are mm. you conservative or are you liberal? Mm. And right now I feel like for a while, mainstream media, for example, has been very liberal. So at some point that pendulum is going to swing and all of a sudden, like mm. all the people who didn't feel like they could voice an opinion, mm. all of a sudden it's going to be so raging mm. that it's going to be like, okay, now we're extreme side of conservatism. Huh. Huh. Like if we all just kind of None of it even makes sense. Like, if you look at politics, like, it was the Southern Democratic Republicans. Like, it was one thing, the Democratic Republicans. And then at some point, it got split to the mm. Democrats and the Republicans. Mm. But we're supposed to be a republic. And then we're like, well, we're a democracy. We're not. We're a republic. Mm. Like, we actually have been, like, super warned against creating a democracy mm. because, bottom line, period, people <laughs> aren't, that aren't that smart or mm. dumb. So, like, mm. if you're saying, like, oh, well, <laughs> the majority mm. rules of human beings— mm. 
to be honest, like we're, we shouldn't have that responsibility. Mm. Like that's why we have our like representatives mm. like do it for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're selfish yeah. and we're small minded. And like a lot of times people aren't even really thinking about what they think that they want. Basically people don't understand what politics are. It's basically about the amount of government control mm. that you want in your life. Conservatives mm. think that you should have as little governmental control as possible and liberal side or mm. democratic side thinks that there should be a lot more mm. government control. Mm. But then the things that they both want don't actually correlate with what they're voting for mm -hmm. if that makes sense mm -hmm. i don't know if that made sense at all actually Man, <laughs> you know you took me back to my poli side days yeah the word the word democracy actually doesn't doesn't come up one time in the constitution we are a republic a lot of people don't um and don't for the republic this. for which it stands mm -hmm. one nation under god indivisible with liberty mm -hmm. and justice for all mm -hmm. a pure democracy is i think some president said is uh, two wolves and a sheep decide if, on what's for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is, you, you're so freaking well informed on all this, all these things. I've had a lot of you, alone time. <laughs> what is it? I've had a lot of alone time. Okay, so you're solid. Okay, so tell me. Let's let's get into that. So mm -hmm. alone time. How important is that? in the development of you, of, crucial. of a healthy Gabby, yeah? I think it's crucial for a healthy everyone. Mm. And I've been very literally blessed in that I could experience healthy alone time mm. because I never really had to go into the workforce and work around other people. I've always been sort of a lone wolf. Mm. Like even in college, I um, like had a single dorm. Like I never had a roommate in college because I just always really needed that alone time. What did you study in college? Economic psychology and communications. Okay. Yeah. But when you have other people around, like if you're talking to somebody else, you're not talking to yourself. You're not talking to yourself. You're not talking to God. You're not talking to God. Where are you getting your advice? Who are you listening wow. to? You know what I mean? But when you start like really just thinking about things, we have, you know, the encyclopedia at our fingertips. Hmm. I just Google a lot. I'm like, hmm. what do I actually feel about this? And if I see like a controversial topic, I'm like, well, let me actually look into the you're details. Curious. Yeah. Hmm. And then I just learn a lot about it. Like, again, back to the words thing, for example, like, a nation, according to, when I look at the Bible specifically, I'm looking at, this is a history book, <laughs> like not just a religious text mm. or like, but it's a history book mm. of early, early, early civilization and humans relationship with God, our creator, the God most high, right? Mm. And like Israel was a person. It's like, whoa. So what does that mean? And he says, I will make you a great nation. That's a family. So when you look down at like, so Israel is like the top ancestor. He says, mm -hmm. I'll multiply your descendants across the earth. Mm -hmm. It's like, so you make Israel a great nation. The family of Israel is one nation. So when we say like one nation under God, indivisible, mm -hmm. he's saying one family under God, mm -hmm. indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Treat mm -hmm. your brothers and your sisters as yourself. Mm -hmm. Like that's like the main commandment when you look at it is treat your neighbor as yourself, love your neighbor. Mm -hmm. And if we would all treat each other like brothers and sisters, like mm -hmm. even over your, your blood brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. like you are the same to me as my mom is to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. even Jesus said that. They're like, what mm -hmm. was not your mother and your brothers outside of the temple? And he goes, mm -hmm. here are my mother and my brothers, mm -hmm. like in this room. <sighs> I just mm. wish people like actually taught like the school system is so corrupt, dude. Mm. I'm a conspiracy theorist, but it's all real. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, that's that's one way to um that I think our society has dismissed potentially valid arguments is to call it a conspiracy theorist. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there's a lot of conspiracies that have been that have been proven. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, I think we just have to open our eyes and and look. Um, mm -hmm. Critical thinking isn't isn't really taught in the school system, right? They teach mm -hmm. you what to think, not how. 
to think. Yeah, the indoctrination in schools right now is crazy. Mm. Like, why are you even talking about this in school type of thing? Like, mm. shouldn't you be learning math? Mm. Like, can you guys read after the pandemic? Like, what are we talking mm. about in school, dude? Mm. One thing, actually, you brought up um, the Book of Enoch mm-hmm. in the sauna. You ever heard of the um, the Nag Hammadi Gospels? Mm-mm. No? You, you should look into that. So, there's been a lot of books that have been taken out of the of the Bible, um, mm. like the Gospel of Judas. Uh, I think it's the Gospel of Thomas. Are you familiar with these? I'm not familiar with them. I my understanding of the Bible is it's basically it's all different books mm. added, right? Put together, and then yeah. at one point they were canonized of what is real and what's not. Yep. Um, so the ones that were taken out, I haven't even finished reading the Bible Bible yeah. yet. So yeah, I haven't yeah. like gone into other things. Yeah. And I know some of them like I, I mean it's hard to say why some were taken out. Some of them well, were like had Jesus like murdering kids or something. So like was, obviously that was taken out. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So the, and then he brought them back to life. I actually um, don't even know the story of that. Yeah. I just know that. That's like, in the books that I'm talking about. Oh, um, these these stories that show the gaps of Jesus's life um, that you don't find in the traditional Bible. They actually tell these stories and they were written in Coptic. I think they've been authenticated by Bible scholars. Um, but you don't hear too many people speak about them because they challenge many beliefs. It's so important. And you, you're a very curious person. Um and I think that's what that's what made you who you are. That's what gave you the success is your willingness to to learn, to listen, not only to what's outside, but also that inner voice. Mm-hmm. And you listen to that inner voice. And I think it was 2019, you took a break from social media. Who knows? I take breaks all the time. And I you're think in that, one now. I think that was probably the longest or the first. Okay. Yeah, I'm on another one right now though. Okay. And yeah. what tell me, what are you hoping to discover? In this, in this break? This is just a season of rest for me because I, even in the, from like 2019 to 2022, mm-hmm. I feel like I was telling myself that I was taking a break, but I still always had these like looming projects. Like I put two albums out last year in my year of a break, mm-hmm. right? And like, there's always just something where like, oh, well, what am I? Am I an author? Am I a painter? Am I a mm-hmm. singer? Like last year I did my first shows with my music where mm-hmm. I was like, let me see if this is what I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like I, kind of exhausted all of the things that I knew I needed to try to feel at peace. Mm. And then this year I want to legitimately just rest Mm. and like spend a lot of time just in meditation and prayer, working on my health, working Mm. on organization, Mm. trying to be as minimal as possible because I've accumulated Mm. so much stuff just Mm. out of not giving myself the time to actually space it out and like you know what i mean Mm. i just want to exist as a person like we're supposed to just exist dude like watch look at your cats look at your dogs look at animals they just chill Mm. and if you can get yourself to just sit Mm. no tv no music and just Mm. be like wow i'm Mm. in a body right now (laughs) it's so tight (laughs) what you're speaking about it resonates deeply with me um but i don't think some people will understand it I think we live in such a world where it's so logic-driven, um, work-driven, ambition-driven, um, purpose-driven. I took a break mm-hmm. last year too. Uh, moved to moved to Portugal, bought a farm. So my time of solitude allowed me to discover that indeed there is no purpose. The only purpose is to be. Mm-hmm. We're human beings, not yeah. human doings. Yeah. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like sit in that one for a minute. You like that one. <laughs> you like that one. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And we know what it is to be a human. Okay, your job, this and that, this is what you do, your family. But do we know what it's like to sit in beingness? Mm-hmm. We know as I'm a human being. Are you? Mm-hmm. Or are you a human doer? <laughs> right? Yeah. That beingness. And mm-hmm. I really wish everybody could get into touch. How do, how do we get in touch with that? What are what some of your um, <gasps> I avenues? think the first step is to get off social media. Truly, mm-hmm. it eats so much of your time. Mm-hmm. It eats so much of your mental space. Mm-hmm. It they're basically fighting for our attention hmm. all the time. Like every social media platform. And I forget what the, do you, what was the documentary that was on Netflix that was about? Social dilemma. Network, social dilemma. Social yeah, dilemma. Yeah, social dilemma. Yeah, I, I could only watch a few minutes of that because it was so anxiety provoking for me. But it was like, they're literally being warned by the people they had on their staff. Hmm. Like, this is dangerous. We need to like put some type of warning or hmm. something. And then the executives just fired them. Because they want to capitalize on your time. And it is demonic, honestly. Mm. It is supernatural. Like it goes beyond corporate greed because that level of corporate greed, there is a puppet master to that where it's like, let's pull these people so far away from their spirituality. Let's pull these people so far away from their truth because the truth of the universe is Mm. you have a soul. Mm. And what is going to happen to your soul at the end of time if you spent your entire life Mm. pouring your soul into yourself? See, I don't believe that. I do. I don't believe you have a soul. I believe you are a soul. I mean, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Mm. Like you are a soul in a human vessel. Mm, So who are you? You are. See, if you say you have a soul, Mm -hmm. then that means you identify as the ego. Mm, That's interesting. If you say you are a soul, Mm -hmm. then you identify as, as as spirit. But you believe that that spirit continues on, right? Yeah, I mean, it's timeless. Exactly. <laughs> so what do you believe happens to our soul and our spirit after we die? Oof. The big questions, Gabby. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Well, you mean after the body dies? After the body dies. Yeah. <clears throat> I think we go back to wherever we came from. Where did we come from? I don't know if it's a place. I think it's, it's, I think it's just love. Um, I don't think it can be understood with this tool, uh-huh. you know, like trying to teach a, your dog quantum mechanics. Just or me, quantum archi- mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just the brain just isn't structured to understand it. Yeah. And I think humans, we we our egos lead us, and it's it's been beautiful. We've had a lot of discoveries from our curiosity, but to think that we can understand the depths of of spirit, the depths of of this. This universe? Mm-hmm. No. No, we never, we definitely never could. We're definitely given on earth metaphors to help us mm-hmm. understand. Mm-hmm. Like to me, like that's what the family unit is, mm-hmm. is like this is apparent to you, but also you all belong to me. Mm-hmm. Like we all belong to a greater source. That's mm-hmm. what I believe anyway. Like that's mm-hmm. my like adamant faith is mm-hmm. that we have a creator mm-hmm. that loves us like eternally. Mm-hmm. And when you pour your faith into it, mm-hmm. the thing that like I feel like when you hear people talk about faith, it's like hmm. y- the people who get it, it's because they've had the experience. And the mm. people who don't, it's because they haven't tried. Okay. And the only way to really say like, no, this is real is to be like, try it for yourself. Mm. Like take the Bible as the living word of God. Mm. And what's the worst that's going to happen? You mm. did some research. You did some reading. Hmm. 
you decided you don't believe something, mm. but to reject the idea without fully trying, mm. you know what I mean? Because mm. like it, it actually makes everything make sense. Like mm. when you're really like, okay, let me like dig into this. What does it actually say? And then you start to realize like the more, the more you read it, like, no, this isn't a work of fiction mm. because it's not entertaining. Like there's this one section of um, Exodus, which I think is the second book of the Bible. Mm. That's just this blueprints mm. basically to build a tabernacle mm. and it's so specific it's pages and pages long like the curtains will be bound by this type of metal and this many cubits by this many cubits mm. and then you'll have this type of metal on here and mm. this is how you'll build the Ark of the Covenant mm. and then later when they build it mm. they repeat the entire thing mm. and they're like so this is what they did mm -hmm. because what they were actually doing it wasn't somebody writing a story that they mm. wanted people to read and sell mm. it was somebody actually taking notes mm. and being like this is what happened like I'm the note taker of the history of the world mm. and I have to do it as specifically as mm. possible mm. and here it is. Mm. So things like that made me believe it more. I already believed it, but I don't know. I just think it's worth trying because yeah. then when you like really sit into that reality of mm. like, okay, so what they said is real. I am a soul in a human body. I have the spirit breathed into me. That is what li is life. You know mm. what I mean? Like mm. what's the difference between a corpse and a a living person, mm. spirit, mm. but that's not your soul. Mm. Spirit and soul are different, right? Mm -hmm. So then when your soul leaves, where does it go? We are given hints. We're kind of told like what happens to it. Mm. And when you like live with that and like understand it as a truth, it's just like, wow, mm. life is so different. Life is so beautiful. Mm. Like I'm performing for an audience of one now. Like mm. I don't care about anybody else's opinion because mm. who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> mm. Mm. Wow. 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 Did you grow up uh, Christian? So I grew up Catholic, Catholic and okay. then kind of drifted away mm. and then just had some like really wild supernatural experiences mm. that I was seeking, but I was mm. like looking for answers mm -hmm. and they came. And now I'm mm. just like, oh yeah, like absolutely Christian, mm. but I see the corruption of the Catholic church as well. I'd love to see some type of reform in all of the churches mm. because the first church was the Catholic church. And then when they started doing stuff that was whack, which they prophesied would do, mm. uh, they broke off. And then when that branch did some stuff that was whack, they broke off. Mm. So it's like each church that came from the first church of Christ has like changed a little and then they all became corrupted in their own way. Mm. So there is no like, we are the church. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But there is no institution that has it all right. Mm. That's wow. why Psalm 1188 says, it is better to put your faith in the Lord than to trust man. And if you read the Bible, you're mm. like, wow, <laughs> these people aren't even know what they're teaching. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you said, it's all about experiencing it. Yeah. Right. And I think so many of us can fall into an intellectual understanding of these things and they miss it. They miss the experience in the heart. They know it, but they don't fully walk it. They don't, they're not fully that there. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus didn't have a Bible, right? Muhammad didn't have a Quran. Like, no, Jesus Buddha. had a Bible. He was actually very obsessed with the Bible. He knew it. What better was his than Bible? The Torah, which is the Hebrew Bible. So the Old Testament is the Hebrew Bible. And then the New Testament is when the prophecy was fulfilled through Jesus Christ. So he was obsessed with the Bible. Like he was a Jew and he was like he a, was a hardcore Jew. Jew. Okay. And he was like, you follow the laws of these. He knew them better than anybody. He stood up to the Pharisees who were incorrectly teaching the Torah. Mm. And then like, here we are years later, like mm. incorrectly teaching the Bible and coming from a very hypocritical standpoint in a lot of situations. Mm. But there was a Bible and he followed it closely. I feel that truth has no label. 
has no team. Mm-hmm. It's Neither inside of all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I consider the truth to be love. The way I see it is like all around the world, right? This was before we have TV, before we have internet. Like different people were given kind of this gift of revelation. Like Buddha. Or I don't know what Buddha is. I think, it, is that a real person? <laughs> Yeah, there was there was a few Buddhas. Um, the first one, Gautama Buddha. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. And like Gandhi, for example. Buddha just means the awakened one. Mm. So we all can be Buddha. Yeah. Yeah. And his principles or the t- the principles of Buddhism basically are be kind to your neighbor and yeah, like be similar. a good person. Yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's God's law that's written in all of our hearts mm. is like be a good person and like mm. do those things. But when you talk about that that love of God feeling versus knowing. Do you Mm. feel like you felt that? Mm. Feeling versus knowing. Like you said, like you can feel it in your heart or you can know it in your head. Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. 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 The intellectual is throw it away. You know, it's it's, the deepest things in life can't be understood with the mind. The mind is just a tool. Yeah. Um, It's practical, but when you can embody love, that's a different level. I feel like our brains are like the communication between us and the divine. Mm. Not even necessarily God because mm. it can be a lot of different things. Like when we have our thoughts, mm. who put those there? We didn't write them. Mm. Can't create our thoughts. We can't write mm. them. So somebody's writing our thoughts for us. Mm. And if you can select who's writing your thoughts, right? And really focus it to only want the thoughts that are right for you. Mm. Like you can have, like if you're driving down the car or down the street, mm. I hope I don't get into a car accident. Yeah. Oh, I hope my car doesn't blow up. Yeah. What if somebody jumps out in the front of the road? Da, 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 da. And then this one's like, oh, but I'm safe. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of put that one right in the middle wow. and you keep selecting the right thoughts over mm. and over. Mm. And if you combine that with like, prayer and like living a just good lifestyle mm. in general and ask for those thoughts to change. Like mm. that's what they say are we create our reality. Mm. We are the author of our own story. Right. And like mm. change your thoughts, change your world. Mm. That's real <laughs> because everything we think is prayer. All of our thoughts are prayer. Wow. There's always somebody listening to us. So who are you talking to? Mm. I feel like that's what led me back to like, okay, well, who's that? So then I started talking to God most high, whoever you are. I don't mm. know who you are mm. exactly, but I know for a fact mm. that there's layers, there's aliens and there's angels and there's demons and there's different gods. The Bible tells us there's other gods. Mm. The God most high, that's who I'm talking to. Um, help me find the answers. Mm. And I just spent like a year asking for answers and I was still kind of like rejecting Jesus, not rejecting him, but I was just like, I don't really get this. Like, Mm -hmm, I feel mm -hmm. like I have God and that's enough. And then I just kept getting inundated with like so much Jesus all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And the fear with Jesus is like, if you do accept it and it's wrong, then you're doing the worst thing you can do, which is Mm -hmm. idolizing and worshiping a false God, right? Mm -hmm. You're saying that this man is God when he's not. So then I just kept talking to God most high and I I trust God, Mm -hmm. of course. Why wouldn't I? He's Mm -hmm. my creator, he's my dad, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, you tell me I'm open to you. And then he just kept putting Jesus in my face. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to try this. I'm going to pray to Jesus. Like how like Christians would be like, accept Jesus into your heart. I was like, I'm going to do that. And I was like, God, I trust you. If this is wrong, please don't you know, be mad that I'm like talking to a false God. And that difference you said of intellectually knowing it Mm. and feeling it in your Mm. heart, that's Jesus. (laughs) Like when you accept that Mm. and it's like, like, and then you read the story in hindsight because like Mm. I did that before I knew the story. Mm. It's like, oh, that's literally why Jesus died was to give us direct access to God. Mm. I don't know that you go to hell if you don't 
believe in Jesus, because even the Bible says you can blaspheme the Son of Man, which is Jesus. The only unforgivable sin mm. is if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, which is God. Mm. So like he knows that a lot of people are going to reject Jesus. And a lot of people are going to reject Jesus because their religion told mm. them to. Like if you're a Muslim and you're growing up your whole life saying like, do not, do not, do not. I believe and I like to think that Jesus is a lot more, or God is a lot more merciful and just than that. It should be. As a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He knows your heart. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Gabby, what gets you out of bed in the morning? God. Um, <laughs> for real. What's your first thought in the morning? Thank you for waking me up, God. Mm. Every single morning. Mm. Oh, I'm still alive. Mm. What a miracle. That's crazy. Mm. I don't have to be here at all. Mm. <laughs> mm. And your last thought before you go to sleep? Thanks, God. Hope I wake you. Hope I see you in the morning. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm. always gratitude. Morning and night. Mm. Morning and night. Mm. So important. You're coming back from a break. Yeah. What made you take the break? What made me take the Your break? Your burnout. I think anybody who's serious about life has to pause. Mm -hmm. Has to reevaluate. But did you have a breaking point where it's just like, this is, this is um, it? A breaking point? Probably. Um... I think, yeah, I think things just get annoying, you know? I think, and there's a difference between a good idea and a God idea. Good ideas are, man, you're you serving. a good idea create, or a God idea? You're creating content, good mm -hmm. ideas. You're, you're doing this, you're doing mm -hmm. that. But the God idea is like, is like, are you doing that thing that, that you're meant to do here? Mm-hmm. Or are you compromising? Are you selling out? It, you're, yeah, you're selling out in a good way. It's, you're a do-gooder. Yeah. But is, are you really doing that thing that you're supposed to do? And and for me, it's about questioning that. Yeah. Um. And that might. I, I think we. I think it's so important to surrender to that. Um. So I took almost a year off to contemplate. And what did you surrender to? Well, I think when I stopped that moment, stopped the the train on the tracks. You know, start saying no to. I want you to do this, speak here, do that, do this opportunity. So stopping that and really just surrendering to the true calling, I think is, is super important. Do you know the true calling yet? Well, I think what I realized was something you got to do mm -hmm. and accomplish and achieve and a trophy you're supposed to hold up. There's a beauty in the beingness mm -hmm. in this moment. Mm -hmm. I realized, you know, my, my whole life has really been a search for um, peace, understanding. Why am I here? What is, what is this? And I realized there is no, as they say, enlightened retirement. It's really all about this moment. How fully can you be in this moment without the filter, without the barrier of thought of I need to do this? Well, I should be doing that. But how fully can you surrender to the now, right? All the books are, you know, the Eckhart Tolle book, The Power of Now. Mm -hmm. Ram Das, Harvard professor named Richard Alpert, wrote a book in the 1970s. It was called Be Here Now. What are they pointing to? Mm -hmm. It's this presence, this gift of the now. Are you afraid of dying? Not if I'm fully in the present. As we're talking about the present, I'm like, but what about death though? <laughs> yeah, that's the future. The only yeah. the only thing. Or maybe it's not. You know? Well, well, the thought is uh, of death, right? It's like the only thing scary about death is the thought about it. Mm. 
You don't ever think about what's next? I do think about life after death. And I also think about life before death. And I think so many people forget that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I think death is just like taking off a tight shoe. Interesting. Elaborate. Just feels better. Like a release. Yeah. Like freedom. I think we go, like I said, we go home. We go back to where we came from. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. You know, in our culture, deaths are this sad thing. What's your culture? No, I mean, in the the Western culture, Mm. we got the funerals. Everybody's crying. But, you know, in certain Eastern cultures, it's a part. It's a celebration. You've graduated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think we have some celebration of life here, too, depending on... I guess who the person was, how Mm. they lived their life, Mm. who's there left to celebrate Mm. in their wake, I guess. But yeah, I think death is just one of those inevitable, inherent things. And it is about living now because you really don't know. What do they say at the end of your life, if you meet God, are you able to to say, I used everything you gave me? Mm. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I want. I want to, I want to give everything. I want to, I want to die and disappoint the graveyard. I want to give everything. I want to die empty. Mm -hmm. Fully say everything, give everything, all the knowledge that I've accumulated, the experiences. How can I help somebody live a more peaceful life on this plane? Mm -hmm. Are you still going to do the content that you were doing before? I want to immerse people deeper into the practices. Um, So the content is is great. It's amazing. But now it's really about how can I create a practice for an individual for them to really transform? What's the practice look like? Well, listen, what is a life? A life is... Consists of a mind, a body, and a spirit, right? This is, this is life. So what are the back best practices for the mind, for our mental health? How do we stay in an, with an attitude of gratitude, which is the, the best mindset to be in? Mm-hmm. The body, how should we be moving our bodies? You're good at this, right? Dancing, walking, mm-hmm. strength training. What should we be putting into our bodies to, to, to maintain a high vibration? Because... Really, it's only yeah. linguistically that we we split yeah. up the mind and the body. Really, they're one. Yeah. Right? People a lot of times will say like fix your mind bef- like as the mental and then it will fix your physical. Mm. I actually think it's the other way. Mm. I find that when Oof. you're physically healthy Oof. and like focusing Oof. on that, your mind will Oof. fall into place. Because so much of it is like, first of all, chemical, mm. but also like the actual More. looking in the mirror, the way you feel about yourself. Mm. Like when you can stand up out of bed or like… Mm jog across the street mm. not get winded and mm. not have pain in your mm. back or your come legs. On. It all just feels so good. Come on, come on. Sometimes when I'm stretching, I can like feel the tendons or mm. like the muscles like around my glutes or mm. my hips or like my mm. inner thighs, especially or like my knees. When you stretch them mm. and you get to a certain point and you're mm. getting into all the tiny ones, mm. it's like euphoric. Mm. It's literally like, it's not pain anymore. It's just like, oh, it's like release mm. that you didn't even know you needed. Mm. <laughs> you do yoga? Yoga is cool. My my favorite thing to do is uh it's called bar method okay. and it's basically like ballerina training but okay. without the choreography okay. and it's like a lot of stretching and mm. small repetitive movement mm. and then when i'm home i'll dude sometimes i just need to take a day or two to just do nothing but like dance in front of my ne- mm. mirror stretch mm. like massage mm. lotion like mm. exfoliate yep mm. yep 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 so good well it's just loving the body not being in love with the body mm-hmm. but loving this form yeah you know yeah treating it as you know, I'll tell people if if God was to inhabit your body, what would you feed feed yourself? God does inhabit our body. Well, here's what I'm saying. If God was to inhabit your body, what would you put in it? Mm-hmm. Would you put McDonald's in it? Would you put Burger mm-hmm. King? Would you put, you know, soda? Would you put yeah. drugs? Would you, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or would you try to put the most living, high vibrational yeah. foods in it to make but it? But that's what the Holy Spirit <laughs> is, though. Like that's mm. in us. Like mm. that is literally God in our body as a temple. Mm. Like when you look at the, temple. if you believe in any type of like supernatural hmm. or because I feel like you do right mm. so mm. like you look at all these different stories and like religions and things like that it's like well, let me like focus in on this one mm. and it's basically like here's here's the summary of it God created this human race like mm. he calls us this human race right and then uh the people just like kept sucking over and over and then he kept planning these ways to redeem people mm. and then there was all these animal sacrifices and mm. that's how you atone and then mm. he gave us this ultimate sacrifice so when he when they say like the Holy Spirit or the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. this Trinity, right? Mm -hmm. It's like God put the Holy Spirit, which is him, in a human body. And then when he died, that was the gift of giving the Holy Spirit to everybody. So it was basically like God lives in Jesus, right? And like nobody else had it. And now that was like the gift that was spread across everyone where it's like, wow, he's really in there. And like when you talk to the Holy Spirit inside of you, mm. you'll hear it speak. Mm. You'll feel it speak. Mm. Like your entire life will start changing. Mm. Like, I started dressing different. Hmm. Like I hear a lot of like testimonies from like born again Christians and they'll be like, no, nah, I don't want to do that because I'm going to have to start like dressing different and like acting different <laughs> and stop partying and all this stuff. And it's not even really like that. It's just like it literally changes mm. what you want for mm. yourself. Mm. Like I'm like, oh, mm. I want to be healthier. Mm. I want to mm. be kinder. I yeah. want to be more generous because yeah. yeah. it's literally transforming you from the inside out. Boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. I hear people that are in a relationship and they say, um, hey, I sacrificed for, for this and that with my my girl or my mm. I'm like, you sacrificed. You should want to do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's no, there's no it's it's like it's who you are. Yeah. That's how I feel what you're saying, you know, it just changes. It's not a regimen. It's not something that, you know, a, a militaristic formula that you have to now follow and do correctly. Mm -hmm. You start to breathe it and you do it naturally. The rose yeah. isn't trying to smell beautiful. It just is that. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically like the, our bodies are like robot bodies, right? Because we're a soul in this body. Like they're, mm. we're not the same. We're not attached in some way. So like we have this manual that's basically like, here's how to treat your body for the best results. Mm. Like if you have a car and mm. you don't change the oil and mm. all these things, like, mm. yeah, you can still drive it, but do you want it to last as mm. long as possible? Mm. Do do you want it to run the best it can? Do you want it to be comfortable and clean? Like, okay, here's this set of rules that I'm going to put in front of you. And all of these words are so like antiquated and heavy. But when I started really looking at them, like, okay, what is a sin, right? Like you hear sin and it's like, oh God, here we go. But it's like, don't lie. Don't steal. Don't cheat on your wife. Don't be jealous of your neighbors. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And then like in that, there's things that people don't really want to shy away. Like for, mm. I chose to be celibate at this point in my life. And it wasn't because like, I'm afraid I'm going to go to hell about, it. like it's nothing about that. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh, my body is genuinely a temple. Mm. And the reason <laughs> that was put in place mm. is because God doesn't want me to have a soul tie with someone who's not meant for me. Mm. So somebody commit to me, let's build that union together. Let me start with a friendship mm -hmm. without the pressure of sex and things like that. Because that's God's design. Not like, I don't want you to have fun. How many relationships did I stay into for way too long because we were having sex? Mm. So it was like, oh, we can just like hang out here mm. for a while. Whereas like if sex wasn't a part of the equation, it would have just been like, oh, we don't, we aren't compatible and we don't mm. like each other. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So when you start looking at like these rules that were like, for me, in my opinion, mm. uh, set by the creator of our bodies, our mm. machines, mm. it's like you can follow it or you don't. <laughs> but how long do you want your machine to run? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's it. I mean, the formulas. You know, I have to reinvent the wheel, right? I think the formulas out there, 
just be be good, dude. Yeah. It's not about having this Christmas list of what you want in your partner to to be, to do, to look like, this height, this same complexion. Mm-hmm. But it's about holding that vibration first and then mm-hmm. you attract it. Being whole. Like people say like, oh, my other half. I don't want 50% of anybody. There you go. And I don't want to be 50% of myself. Like go. I want to be 100% me. There you go. You be 100% there you. you. Go. And like I don't want somebody to take care of me. I need to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. You get in a relationship like – Still take care of yourself. You better be eating the same, mm-hmm. working out the same, on your grind the same, like mm-hmm. meditating the same, taking care mm-hmm. of your mental health the same, mm-hmm. doing all that stuff. And take mm-hmm. care of yourself too. Like don't drop your self-care just because you're caring for someone else. Mm-hmm. You still need your – people lose their alone time when they start dating. Mm-hmm. When I start dating again, I'm still going to be alone a lot. <laughs> yeah, alone, alone together. Yeah. Have you ever dated like an influencer or somebody who's like doing similar things no, as you are? Actually. No, actually. No? Okay. Okay, I wonder Always how dated that a civilian. Civilians, yeah. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> That's good. Need some balance, you know? Yeah. Need some Have balance. you? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good because I think it was it was somebody who they knew that their calling was bigger than the influencer stuff. Yeah. You know. When you decided to take a break, did mm-hmm. you start to feel like you didn't exist at any point? From what perspective? Like online or in like I me didn't exist? Like so, I'm in well, a dream. I, honestly, I like personally for a minute, it was like, am I real? Do I mm-hmm. exist? Because mm-hmm. so much of my life was okay, online. I see what you're saying. And I was like already, I was also mm-hmm. isolated mm-hmm. in my house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like you moved to Portugal. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. you're not online doing your thing. <laughs> you're detached from your family and your friends. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming living alone in Portugal mm-hmm. outside of your gardener. Yeah, just my four girlfriend cats. <laughs> so did you ever like start feeling like, damn, I really don't exist? No, because my identity was never tied to that. Man, God bless you for that, because mine was yeah, I big mean, time. Yeah, that's I mean, that's what the platforms want. I mean, that's that's the the normal response. But it's tough. And and but I never wanted that because your identity, when it gets taken away, it can create a lot of suffering. Yeah. When you identify with something that's limited, you're gonna suffer. Mm-hmm. But when you identify as as soul, mm-hmm. how can you suffer? Wow. Are you like kind of scared to get back into work? No, I, I try to look at it as a game now. Like I'm trying to um, figure, cr- crack the code to the algorithms and figure out how I can, how I can do a, you know, a positive, make a positive footprint. Are you getting like the same type of viewership and feedback as you were? Or did it kind of put a, in it? I love you. Um, no. So it's interesting because like I'm actually growing now. Mm, good. And it's because now I'm like trying to figure out how the algorithm works, how the how to create the content, right? How to structure it. And there's a science to it. Yeah. Right? I mean, Dude, I used hate to be it the or love it. At that. Like at the beginning yeah, of YouTube yeah. and Instagram, like yeah. I just knew it. Like I, people would come to me for advice Oh, you just on knew it. it. You just intuitively knew it or what? Well, p- partially, but I was actually digging into the yeah, analytics and paying it. attention. Because yeah. yeah. it was like what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. then it just got to a point where I was like, this is so detrimental to my mental yeah. health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a dangerous game. It is a dangerous game. <laughs> I think when I do ultimately come back, because I, I do have a lot to say. Mm. I have a lot of purpose. I know mm. that like, dude, I was so blessed with such a platform and I feel like I've been teed up in so many ways mm. to kind of flip things on their head. Mm. And I think it's important. And like, I want to be able to, like, I don't want everything to be in vain, like everything that I've done. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I'm just going to do it so different. Like mm. really take the year to 
edit everything that I've been filming. Like I've been mm. filming, I've been taking voice memos, I've been painting, like mm. I have hours of footage, hours mm. of all these things. Mm. And I was just like, at this point where I got to sit down mm. and like do it when and then you, have someone else take care of it. That's defer. When yeah. you do come back, what do you want your impact to be? Whatever it's meant to be. Mm. Just let whatever's supposed to happen, happen. And like hopefully lead people to a more, I think, peaceful state of being. And mm. like, I, I feel like I put out so many negative examples out there that I'd like to really reverse that. And mm. I'm really grateful that I've done so many things that, not that I'm ashamed of it, because I was also like the same way I think a lot of female rappers were victims to what they're now creating. Mm. I think that I was also a victim of a culture <laughs> that was telling me to be this type of mm. like narcissistic, money yeah. hungry, attention hungry mm. type person where it's like all about me. Mm. And I want to show people like, oh no, this isn't actually what it's all about. And wow. let me like, like I used to promote like, not even like promote, but I mean, I guess technically that too, mm. but I'd be like, oh, like getting fillers for the first time, getting Botox for the first time. Mm. And so much of my content came around like doing my hair, styling my hair. Mm. And I'm like promoting these really actual dangerous, sometimes lethal, mm. but definitely mentally mm. abusive type mm. ideologies where mm. it's like, oh, well, like Gabby did it. Mm -hmm. Like one time I went to a, um, somewhere where I've got nose injections. Mm. And while I was there, there was a high school kid mm. who was there to also get nose injections. They're like, oh my goodness, like I saw you came here and that's why I booked this appointment because I guess she had wanted a nose job. Mm. And in some ways it's, you know, good because this girl who wanted a nose job didn't end up getting a nose job at 15. Mm. She ended up getting injections instead. Mm. But also here's like me putting out here on my platform, like mm. injections are totally cool. Botox mm. is totally, they're not, dude. Mm. I don't think they're mm. good for anyone. Like mm. I used to be so much on the horse of like, yeah, if it makes you happy and like, it's going to make you more confident, do it. Mm. Don't because it's not going to make you more happy. Mm. It's not going to make you more confident, mm. especially like you don't know the results of it. Mm. It could actually look worse. Mm. You get injections and you like it. They're going to start fading or mm. shifting. And then mm. as they're getting smaller, you're looking in the mirror like, oh, how much longer until I yeah. need new ones? And just mm. this never-ending cycle mm. where like, if you can't look in the mirror yeah. and be like, no, I'm awesome. I'm beautiful. <laughs> I look super cool. I'm mm. literally a sculpture or a mm. sculptor. Mm. If you look at, go to a museum and look at the art, not all of it's, you know, conventionally beautiful. Mm. Some of it's right. really weird. Right. Some of it's really right. interesting. Right. There's different shapes. Like nature hates mm. a straight line, right? <laughs> so why are we as people mm. thinking like this body that was created and perfectly designed, mm. like we're a perfect mix 50 mm. and 50 mm. of a woman and a man and it created us. Mm. You know what I mean? That's so dope. Mm. Yeah, it's a miracle. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. Your past, your background, you've always spoken the, your truth at that level. It's, it's come from a place, I think, of vulnerability and authenticity. Mm -hmm. Of course, you're going to always grow. So you might regret things that you said, but you said them with an energy, I think, that was from your heart, from your level of consciousness yeah. at that time. So you, you couldn't have said anything else. But to that point, that's why some people should shut the hell up. Like, that's why, like, people who are not mm -hmm. mentally, spiritually... Mm -hmm mature or mm. educated like mm -hmm. shouldn't be mm. on the internet mm. putting out their most vulnerable mm. moments and speaking from a place of authority and influence before they should have yeah. authority and influence yeah. like give me that platform back again right now and <laughs> let me like really use it wow. you know what i mean because wow. at the time i just wasn't ready for mm. everything that was coming my way mm. Mm. Well, you know our, our world loves redemption stories you know um mm -hmm. you look at i've mentioned maya angelou before i mean if if she would have stopped her journey at like 25 
we would have known her as a prostitute, nothing mm. more. Mm. Malcolm X, if you stopped him at 25, he would have been a drug dealer. Mm. But it's the evolution that mm. people go through. Yeah, everyone can be can be redeemed. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you what you create. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and the energy from which you create it. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited too. I'm excited mm. to see where it goes and resting in taking my time mm. and just like getting out of that mindset, especially with mm. social media of like, wait a minute, here's all the trends. And if I don't get on it now, mm. nah, dude, mm. that's, that's the beauty of just like having faith in God and a plan. It's just like, if it's meant to happen, it's mm. going to happen. Boom. And I don't have to try that hard because it is literally all out of my control. Mm. So just mm. let it go. Mm. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Let it be. I ask this question to every every guest that comes on. And that question is, if you could wave a magic wand mm. on the earth and mm. when you wake up tomorrow, whatever you wish for would be how it is. Mm. What would you, what would your wish be? To soften everybody's heart and to just be able to rest and want to seek the truth in the same way that I've had the same ability to. Like basically just reset the earth in a way where there isn't this constant desire for things because we're just told to want things. Even if you're not someone who's like, oh, I want this type of car, this type of bag. Like I was never that girl. Like I was Mm. never the designer bag girl, Mm. but I still felt like I needed things. Like, Mm. oh, well, I need this type of house and then I need to put the furniture in the house and there's just always things. Things, Where it's like, can you just like hang out with your family? Like I just want healing for everybody. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What about you? What would you wave? For people to discover that that they are not their thoughts. Mm. Because that space of awareness, because thoughts are the reason for all our problems. I like to say we're not our worst thoughts. We're our best ideas. Mm-hmm. Mm. And like you said, if you can choose, if if you can, once you detach from a thought and you can stand in the witness consciousness and choose which thought mm-hmm. that you want to Mm-hmm. Except the best way to do that is journaling mm. because if you're just rapid fire writing down all your thoughts, eventually you'll start correcting yourself. And the more you correct yourself on paper, mm. there is actually a scientific thing between seeing what you're writing yeah. visually and thinking, yeah. but then also just like almost correcting your work mm. where like mm. you might correct a misspelling, but it's like you, instead of complaining, you stop yourself mm. and you're like, what can I write here instead? Mm. Well, oh, let me write something more positive. Because mm. once you're like taking the effort. To, like, slid, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And your thoughts in real life will change. Yeah. Like when you're not journaling. Mm. Mm. Gabby Hanna. <laughs> thank Prince. you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Lovely discussion. I didn't expect it to go into the, to the, the, the spiritual and the religious realm. That's all I it talk was, about. It's, a, it's, <laughs> it, it's, I think it's important. And I think everybody, because you, you've achieved so much in your life at such a young age, you've had the, the money, the followers, the whatever, the materials. Mm-hmm. And now you recognize that there's something deeper that is, really going to give you that that fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Pride is the most dangerous thing. Mm. Pride and vanity. Mm. I feel like those are my those are my two things. Mm. Like look what it did. It wrecked my whole life. Like mm. I was But you needed it. I needed it exactly. Jim Carrey said, I wish everybody could get rich and famous so they could realize that won't make them happy. Mm-hmm. And now I just want to use my influence trying to like push people into a direction of like, don't follow in those footsteps, mm. like follow in the ones I'm in now because mm. this is the one that's going to bring you contentment. Like wow. we're all given this very perfectly designed journey that like somebody told me once, God makes wonders of the blunders. I was like, I love that. 
I love that so much because the reality is, and this is, of course, if you believe in God and you believe what is said about God, he already knows everything. We have our own free will. He gives us the choice knowing whether or not we're going to reject it or like accept it or what we're going to do and uh, makes our plan. So like if you mess up, he already set you up for the redemption. Mm. So there is no mistake <laughs> too big to fix because mm. there was already that path mm. was like hard mm. for you. When I look back at my life, like every, all of my biggest, most embarrassing mistakes mm. are leading to something so much better and greater or already have. And mm. it's like, he already knew that I was going to do that. Already, mm -hmm. already. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Where can people follow your journey? Well, I'm still, I'm not on social media, but they still exist. Okay. At Gabby Hanna, G-A-B-B-I-E-H-A-N-N-A. And I have an email list at gabbyhannaofficial.com. I feel like signing up for that would be the prime. email list. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thanks, Gabby. Thanks Thank for coming. Thank you. On. This was dope. It's good sweating with you. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm.